does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. And we're on to episode nine of Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell alongside the great Mike Piffin. Been a couple weeks since we got an episode on, so we've got a, a lot to cover here, Mike. Before um, we get into, you know, we both uh, you and I were on vacations. We can talk about that. We will be talking tacos on this episode with the great Nick Kindlesperger. It's Cinco de Mayo week. You might be in the mood for a taco, margarita, something like that. So we talked with Nick from the Chicago Tribune. He's got a whole article coming about out this week about uh, recommendations for tacos, whether it's in the city or the burbs. So that interview is coming up uh, next. Mike, you know, I, I prepped for that conversation by having tacos on Friday. Did we you have about, tacos? Well, yeah. So um, my wife actually, she, go, she goes, is that why we're here? I'm like, no, I just really want tacos. Where did you get tacos from? Yerba Buena in Lyle, downtown Lyle. And I had some uh Skirt steak tacos. Nice. Uh, they were incredible, and uh, that really got me in the mood for that conversation. So you got to do ready it. Ready to go. Um, all right, you were on vacation in Florida. How much? How much shrimp did you polish off? Uh, a little bit of shrimp. What's kind of funny is uh, me and my sister in law are the seafood eaters in our family. And one night, I think it was like Tuesday night, she was like. Is this the night we do it? I'm like, yes. So we went to PJ's Oyster Bar. And I have a question. Have you ever heard of Chicago-style oysters? No. So what I used to think was Rockefeller. I went to a place. This is how it was done. They called it uh, Chicago-style baked oysters with Parmesan cheese and garlic on it. Okay. And that Kinda was like Rockefeller. Which I thought was Rockefeller. They Their version of Rockefeller had like hollandaise sauce on it. So I feel like yeah. someone is either very confused or really wants to appeal to their Chicago audience. Maybe appeasing to the Chicago I audience. I think so. Uh, no, that was fantastic. Had some gator bites okay. at that same place. Uh, tastes like chicken. Just a little chewier. <laughs> and uh, got in actually some really good wings at the same place. They love deep frying anything out there. Uh-huh. And this was the area between... St. Petersburg, Clearwater, kind of by Tampa area. I also got a, uh, every time we go, they do uh, basically um, Cubans on the beach. Picked up a place from a place called Cookie Coconut. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this time the, uh, the seagulls did not steal our, uh, our Cubans. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but they, they literally, stole your Cuban sandwiches? they grabbed one out of my sister-in-law's mouth as she was eating it. Wow. Yeah, that was impressive and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> uh, but they do out in that area, Tampa Cubans. And you know what makes it a Tampa Cuban? What makes it a Tampa Cuban? They add salami to it. Ooh. There's a quite an Italian population out that way, so I think there's some Italian influence to these things. Uh, and then we had there's this place called Yellow Banks Grove that is they just sell everything oranges like Florida oranges. And at 9 a.m. we got ourselves a a good 
vanilla orange sherbet swirl, and it was perfection. I saw a picture of that. It looks really, really good. Yes, it was so refreshing. I think my uh, my in-laws got it like two or three more times after, <laughs> so I don't blame them at all. So a successful trip for you guys. Sounds Very like successful. Got you know five straight days on the beach. Uh, I'm come back with a little color. I'm good. I'm there good. You go. So how was Vegas, my man? Vegas was great. Uh, we went to Spago in Bellagio, which is a Wolfgang Puck spot. Have you ever? Um, I was contemplating whether I even want to get into this, but oh, I think we're there. Have you ever had a meal comped before for any reason? Yes. And what was what happened? Did something uh, bad happen? It was. It didn't show up for like an hour and a half after it was supposed to come out. Okay. I remember that was a big thing, and then another time, it was they straight up gave us the wrong food. Okay. Yeah. Why? What happened? Nothing bad happened. They okay. were just like the nicest people ever at Spago. Oh, okay. They like wanted to treat us to this incredible meal, but we didn't know this. So like we went and we're like, all right, let's, you know, let's splurge one night. Let's get a really nice meal. We made reservations well in advance and um, we've got, it, it was spaghetti, but it was like the best I've ever had. You know, sometimes it's Ooh. just real simple red sauce and some cheese and it just yeah. all comes together and it was great. And then we got some roast chicken some seafood appetizers well and we didn't complain there wasn't anything overly bad or anything like that they were just happy to see you kind of i mean we had like sort of a weird seat like the location we were at especially mm-hmm. since we made reservations well in advance and all of that but like we don't complain i'm not a complainer i just yeah. don't have that in me really you know unless something really really goes wrong and it just was kind of an awkward seat and the draft was you know right around the corner and you could tell there was a lot of people in town and they first came up and were like, we're going we're gonna to give you some free dessert. We're like, wow, thank you very much. And then like 30 <laughs> minutes later, like, we're going to comp your whole meal. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, like, That's nothing fantastic. bad happened. The service was good. The food was incredible. Um, it's going to make you go back there, though. Absolutely. That's I mean, awesome. I mean, like I said, like, I, I was contemplating doing this because you don't want to, like, bring up a restaurant's name and tell them something, like, say, like, trash it. I'm not doing yeah, that by any means. No. Like, we were just enjoying our meal. Um, like I said, it was sort of an awkwardly placed table, and I, for whatever, and then the next thing you know, the manager's coming out talking to us. She was from Chicago. Wow, she couldn't have been nicer. the The server was really nice. I'm like, all right, this is equivalent to like hitting the jackpot at a slot machine <laughs> in Vegas, right? I love that. So, anyways, um, that's never happened to me, but it was like, all right, that was the first night there, and that kind of just you know set the tone. Uh, we did that. We also did. I will say this: the, the service, obviously, mm-hmm. in Vegas, just felt completely like. I haven't been there in 10 years, but the service was great. Like, you never really had to wait all, all that often. Yeah. I mean, there were some lines at the hotel checking in and things like that. But in terms of, like, dining and stuff like that, I thought all the service was great, which was good to see, right? Um, so we actually did a buffet. I haven't oh. done a Vegas buffet in a long time. Okay. I've never done a Vegas buffet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they're incredible. I went to the We went to the Caesars Palace Buffet. Nice. And what was on said buffet? It's just endless, man. You can go to Mexico, you can go to Korea, you can go to Italy, you can go to the carving station. The first plate I got, I was walking up and I'm like, wow, there's a carving station. And the guy, my first plate was just a chunk of prime rib. And that was plate, <laughs> that was plate number one, Mike. Um, and then, you know, I had some like eggs Benedict type stuff, um, had some Korean ribs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, it's been a while now. Mike. It took me. I mean, I'm still like the that's buffet was the uh, the least of my problems after Vegas, Mike. It, um, so we did that. We also went to Giada's place for mm-hmm. brunch uh, uh, the Sunday before we left, and that was great. It was a lobster hash with a couple of eggs on top. So food was great. The whole trip was great. Certainly took a couple of days to recover from 
from the Vegas. <laughs> have you been to Las Vegas? I have. One time, I uh, went with my dad and brother actually for the first week of March Madness. Nice. Which was... A heck of a way to do it. You go into all these different sports books, and that's a way to watch the first two days of the NCAA tournament is multiple giant monitors anywhere, a couple bets here and there. But what I always think back to when I think of my foodie experience in Vegas was at the Cosmopolitan, they have... The pizza, the, yes, the uh, <laughs> the hidden pizza, but it's not hidden anymore. That that was recommended really? to us like a million times, and we went uh, to and we went to. Uh, I must have got in early enough. I think you did because like so many people were recommending it, and, and where to find it? Yeah, it's like that was part of the fun and stuff. Yeah, that was part of the fun. Was well, trying you know, to find the it on our own. Ruins everything, Mike. Yeah, so word gets well, out on the internet. They do also have a milk bar stand there that I loved. Uh, I haven't had a piece of cake like that ever since, and it's been about two or three. years years so we did go to um egg slut and to get some egg sandwiches and we walk up and the line was just endless i'm like nope we are not doing that so but overall though vegas was a ton of fun good good time a lot of good food um yeah great miller lights mike oh i saw you had plenty of miller lights and you know what i feel like every time you post about your miller light you are just subtweeting me I'm not. No, Almost don't every worry, time. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I feel attacked every moment. Oh, do not. That's uh, <laughs> well before our uh, beer conversations, uh, I was posting Miller Lite photos. Um, okay, well, I'm glad uh, we both had some good trips, ate well. It's time to talk tacos, Mike, because Cinco de Mayo is here. Mm-hmm. Um, this will drop on Taco Tuesday. Here's our conversation with Nick Kindlesberger from the Chicago Tribune. Now joining us on the Chicago's Very Own Eats podcast is Nick Kindlesberger. He's a Chicago Tribune food critic. Nick, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Anytime, guys. Well, we figured it was a perfect week to have you on because uh, Cinco de Mayo is this week. And if, if you don't follow Nick on Instagram, you should. Um, because he just posts some of the most delicious-looking food uh, you will see, and especially lately, tacos, Nick. And we're like, all right, well, Nick knows tacos. Um, <laughs> let, let me start you with this loaded question, Nick. What makes okay. a great taco? Oh, see, you're already getting into things that it's impossible <laughs> to answer quickly. You did say loaded. So many, <laughs> there, there are so many kinds of great tacos. You know, I think sometimes we get um, – in our minds that, you know, a great taco is this specific thing. And then you, if you ever traveled in Mexico and in Mexico city, especially you realize like there are small tacos and there are big tacos and there are crunchy tacos. And like, that's what's so exciting about tacos. But, you know, in general, if we're going to break it down to one thing, it's just like, I want to, I want to sort of get the experience of the chef in that taco. I want to know that they care about what they're putting out there. And so whether that's making their corn tortillas from scratch or doing a really laborious meat cooking project that they're going to put in, you know, those little details matter a lot. So my favorite kind of tacos are, are your traditional, I guess, what street style taco be, which is your meat, cilantro, and some raw onion on, you know, good corn tortillas, something like that. Are you... Are you on board with, I guess, you can kind of get tacos anywhere now, not just Mexican restaurants or anything like that. I guess you can call them, you know, fusion type places. People are just putting anything on a tortilla. Do you like that or are you just mostly just um, your traditional type street style taco? I'm open for anything you want to do, (laughs) but it has to be good. (laughs) And the success rate 
on some of the sort of more creative things is much lower. Most I've found, especially some of the more fusion things, it's really hard to balance all those flavors. And so, yes, I will try anything in taco form, but that doesn't mean I always like it. (laughs) And the chef has to like really hit it out of the park for it to to wow me. I, I, I feel like it's almost kind of like a burger, right? I think last time you're on, we talked about this a little. Sometimes you look at a burger and on the menu, there's all these incredible ingredients. And you're like, wow, this is, look at all those flavors. And then you get it and it's just kind of a lot and it's a little sloppy and just, it doesn't work. I feel like you can get that with tacos too, or maybe they try to pile too much on or try to be too creative yeah. with it when sometimes it's just simple, right? Some meat, some cilantro and some onion yeah. knocks it out of the park. Sometimes a burger, it's just, you know, your meat, your cheese, and maybe some onions and a pickle for sure yeah there's a place called taqueria el asadero which is in like north center area oh that is my old and, stomping grounds right there nick yeah and like they just do a steak taco like carne asada and they just grill it and toss it on two corn tortillas mm. and that's about you know it's hard to get much better than that when that's done so well you know you know, talking to a friend over the weekend, I was looking for some other recommendations around the city and even outside the city, and he was telling me about how some of the best tacos are ones that you're going to find at Mexican groceries or markets and things like that. Do you have experience going to those kind of places? I wasn't sure if those were on uh, some of the stops that you've made along the way. Yeah, so, you know, if you find a Mexican grocery store in Chicago um, there's a very good chance that there's also a taco counter in the back. And these are usually like really solid spots. One, the one that's close to me is, um, you know, Jimenez, which is a grocery store. And I go in there and I order the, what it's, it's basically just um, potato tacos. And so these are, they sort of mash potatoes up put them in, roll them, or no, they actually, they fold them over with corn tortilla and then they fry the whole thing. And so it's this crispy, crunchy, and then also creamy taco. And it's like four bucks or something. Like it's ridiculous. And that's one of my favorite taco spots in the city because it's close to me and it's really affordable, but they're still doing everything from scratch. And so, but yeah, no, that's what I would tell people is like, just, just try, see what's, what's in your Mexican market. Like it's, it's usually pretty affordable and things are made from scratch and it's usually better than, yeah, what you would find, um, you know, at some sort of higher end Mexican or not even Mexican restaurants. That's one of the beauties about tacos, especially these street style ones we're talking about where it's, it's very much an experience, right? Like whether you're going Mm -hmm. to just get a hot dog or dive into a platter of chicken wings, there's nothing like posting up with some tacos and getting a little bit messy. Um, It is one of those food uh, groups, or I guess something you can get where it does feel like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get a lot here. You might have some greasy fingers after it, but it's a great experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's so tactile. You're using your hands to eat and, you know, you're adding salsa as you go along because maybe you want it a little spicier or not. Or maybe you want to try the different salsas they have. And so each bite can be different. That's what's so exciting about it. 
Tactile is, the, I love how you put that. <laughs> if we ever open a taco shop, let's call it Tactile Tacos, Nick. We can do Ooh, something with oh, that. okay. <laughs> well, I might have to patent that before this episode comes out. You are the ta- taco expert. Okay, well, it is Cinco de Mayo week, and I guess just some recommendations. You want to fire out there. You've been to so many spots. Where Where do you think some places would be great to go? And are you anticipating, like, do most of these spots get like long lines um, on Cinco de Mayo. What can people expect? And I guess just some restaurants that uh, that you think we should all know about. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a, a feeling that things are going to be pretty nuts about on Cinco de Mayo. The great thing about tacos is that they're there 365 days a year, and you don't have to go on Cinco de Mayo if you don't want to. Um, I probably will actually not go out to eat on Cinco de Mayo because. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with lines and stuff. But if you celebrate and you want to do this, then by all means. Um, so, I mean, all when it comes to tacos in Chicago, I'm going to have an article coming out later this week. But I really think it comes down to three places that I would put up against any three places in other cities. And that is um, Carnitas Ruapan, which has a location in Pilsen and in Gage Park. And they do carnitas unlike any other place in town. They have these huge metal pots and they put huge pieces of pork in bubbling lard and cook them slowly until they're golden and tender. And it's just as close to being in Michoacan, Mexico, as you can get in the Chicago area. Um, From there, I... uh, um, Birria Zaragoza is a place that specializes in roasted goat. And so these, this is like they steam the goat until it's tender. Then they slather it with this like chili paste and roast it until it kind of chars on the outside of the meat. They have, they make all their corn tortillas from scratch in house. And then they'll serve you this like plate of roasted goat. Um, the birria, which is like just some of the best. I mean, it's one of my favorite restaurants in the city, let alone the fact that it it just happens to make tacos. Um, And then La Chaparita, which is in Little Village, is fascinating. So it's a little grocery store. It's a very little grocery store. But then they have this taqueria in the front that they, everything, not everything, but most of the things kind of cook in this big oval or no circular um, pan that is domed in the middle. And so it'll be sort of like longanisa, which is a sausage, and then um, tripas, which is the small intestines of a, of a pig, will be like simmering in, like in lard in this thing. And then when they're ready, they kind of move it to the sort of circular part in the middle, and it'll kind of crisp up. And so this is a, a taqueria that just does it. This is what you'd find in Mexico City a lot of the times. And um, super affordable and just outrageously delicious. You know, I'm trying hard not to make Homer Simpson noises when I talk, like, <laughs> listen to you talk about food. Um, and I know Kevin might have made a few <laughs> during oh, that, yeah. too. But for our, our suburban listeners that we have here, is there anyone outside or any places outside of Chicago that you might recommend top your head? Oh, my God. There's there's too much. Now <laughs> I feel like I, I, I could only eat tacos and I would still have a full-time job in Chicago and in the <laughs> suburbs. You know, I really do like Bien Trucha and Quivo. 
um, so these are all the same restaurant group. Yes, out um, west suburbs. Yeah, in the west suburbs, like they're doing things the right way, and it's just beautiful tacos. They're a little on the fancier side, um, you know. Uh, let's see other places that I really do like. Um, that's where I would start. I really need to get further. Yeah, out. no, and even uh, Tota Madre, Glen Ellen, part of the same yeah. group. And what I love about that place or those places. They bring it all out fresh. If it's ready to go, it comes out. You may get your three different orders of tacos, like probably like five minutes apart from each other. You're you're going to be full by the end of it, but it's a great experience. Yeah, I love their steak tacos mm-hmm. um, that where they have this melted cheese on top. <laughs> it's oh, so good. And then I love the pescadillas, which are deep fried, crunchy tacos with. Um, habanero salsa in it and i think it's uh uh uh, um swordfish yes um yeah excellent stuff Uh, if we're talking burb tacos i'll throw one out there in mount prospect which is my go-to spot um they're el pastor at mi restaurante which is at kensington and wolf uh those are probably my top suburban uh, tacos as well nick did i see you post on your instagram a taco that's almost like two shells and there's a slice of american cheese in between the shells Oh yeah. Where oh, yeah. where was that at? I'm like that's like a perfect drunk food. Like late night I'd be like fine. Throw a piece of this American is, cheese on it. I'll eat it. This is exactly what it is. This is Raymond's Tacos. There's a location in Pilsen. I think that's been there for years and there's another location now in Logan Square. And they do like a little steak taco, but if if they uh if you want cheese, they put a, a slice of American cheese in between two tortillas. And so it's like just this cheesy, beefy taco that I wouldn't want to eat every day, but like yeah. it would definitely hit a spot at a certain time of night. I, I'm just saying. It, it's look, I saw you post that. I'm like that if in the right, if in the right moments, that would be yep. just heaven right there. Um, See, there's all kinds of tacos, you know, like, <clears throat> For every kind of mood you have, there's a taco there waiting for you. I will say this, too, about tacos. And I guess – and I've always kind of said this about Chinese food or Asian food, um, even wings. Some of that stuff is just so hard to replicate at home, no matter how good of a home chef you are. I mean, you you were talking about some of the cooking methods for these tacos. As as much as some people might be able to make great tacos at home – there's something about certain cuisines that's just almost impossible to replicate a restaurant – experience, whether it's just their techniques or the oils or just the flavors that they have in their cooking ware, things like that. I, I'd put tacos up there, no matter, like, you can make great tacos, but it's it's so hard to replicate what you get at some of these spots. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some restaurants that we can, that I've been to where the person that's making the tortillas makes tortillas every day. Yeah. <laughs> and that person is so good at making tortillas that it would require me to stop working and just make tortillas every day for me to get the same quality that this person is doing. And so you're totally right in that. I feel like the thing with tacos, especially now is like the amount of work that goes into them, it would baffle a lot of people. And sometimes we think of tacos being super cheap and there are lots of cheap tacos, but it's a very labor intense cuisine. And so I've been trying to highlight how great tacos are and how much fun they are, but also like the amount of effort and, you know, the chefs that 
It's, it's like really complicated stuff too. And so we should celebrate, but we should also try to pay fairly for what a great taco means to us. Yeah. And uh, you've got a piece coming out later this week that you mentioned. Can you kind of give us a tease of some other things that we can look forward to in there? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's uh, Asian Cuisine Express, which sounds like it should not have good tacos, but has some of my favorite all-pastor tacos I've had outside of Mexico City. Um, then there's uh, Cinco Rabanitos, which is also in Pilsen. I didn't know they have a whole special taco section that they um, wasn't there the last time I did, but they have like these goat tacos that are incredible. And, you know, Taco trucks are such a part of most taco scenes. Yes. And in Chicago, we just, it's just not a good food truck town. We have such really intense restrictions against cooking. It is just a headache. But if you go to suburban Maywood, so here's another suburban one. Mm -hmm. um, There's a taco truck there and they do all pastor and it's just incredible. And that is um, Taquiza's Cacosteño. And so look out for that food truck in Maywood because they're just doing incredible stuff. I know we're talking tacos, but real quick, can I get uh, a couple of your top burrito spots? I love La Pasadita. I've, that's always been mm-hmm. my go-to. But a couple of quick burrito ones since we're on the same you know, general topic here. Okay. <laughs> there are people who, who consider ta- um, burritos to be forms of a taco. This okay. is getting into a whole concept that's <laughs> yeah, really hard. Right. The taco editor for Texas Monthly actually did this great article. Um, so I don't want to – this is going to take too long, but there are lots of different kinds of burritos. And if you go to the south side, they have what essentially are northern Mexican burritos that are much thinner and simpler. And so – if you go to a place like Gordillas in Little Village, they are making the flour tortilla from scratch, sort of putting a little layer of beans on and then a filling, and then that's it. Oh, man. So that's a, like a different kind of taco. When it comes to sort of like the bigger California-style burritos that have lots of rice and beans and lettuce and stuff, I do think that um, El Patron in Logan Square is pretty hard to beat in that respect. <laughs> um, but you're just really looking for, like, places that are grilling the meat, like, right then and wrapping it up really quickly. Um, but, yeah, I could, I could, I've done some burrito research. I can, I can go further in if you need to. <laughs> we, can do a, <laughs> we can do a whole other episode on burritos. I don't know. I'm just craving Yeah, like, this Mexican is only part one. Yeah, this is part. We're going to need you for a whole hour here, Nick. Um <laughs> Uh, Mike, anything else for Nick or uh, are no, we just hungry you know, for tacos You know, now? I'm so hungry for tacos yes. now. But I, I love that you mentioned earlier Taqueria El Asadero. That is my favorite steak burrito I've ever had, and I've it's been so long to find something that replicates it. So I'm just so happy you mentioned it. Yeah. Well, it's just like they're grilling it. Like every time you go in there, there's something on the grill, and they're, they're dishing it out really quickly. Yep. Um, just a great place. He's Nick Kindlesberger from the Chicago Tribune. Their food critic does a great job. Look for his, uh, his article this week uh, covering all things tacos. It's Cinco de Mayo week, so if you're looking for some good information um, further from what we've talked about here, look for Nick's article in the Chicago Tribune this week. Follow him on Twitter at Nick 
DK. And make sure you follow him on Instagram because I'll just like scroll through your Instagram just like starving after I, I get through it, Nick. I'm like, this guy <laughs> eats well. So thank you so much for joining the podcast, Nick. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one, guys. All right, that was episode nine of Chicago's very own eats. This was a fun one, Mike. A lot of good. I love talking food with Nick. As there's not many as passionate about food as Nick Kindlesberg. Yeah, and I don't blame anyone else that's listening. Whether you're driving, working out, you know, at home or the office, also making Homer Simpson noises when you <laughs> listen to Nick talk about food. Very true. Uh, this was episode nine. I'm Kevin Powell. He's Mike Piff. Thank you very much for listening. This is Chicago's very own eats.